Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hello, Peak Performer. Welcome back to the Stressed Podcast. I am your host, Julia Arndt, and I am so excited that you have took some time today to sit down with me and to learn a little bit more about my top learnings from coaching working parents. This is a topic that I've been super, super inspired to talk about over the last couple of weeks and months since I've been ramping up my one-on-one -on -one coaching client business. And I came to the realization that about 80 to 90% of the people that I work with are actually working parents. And they obviously need the tools that I am teaching even more so than the people that don't have kids. And if you are listening to this podcast intro right now and you're thinking, mm, I'm actually not having kids, so maybe I shouldn't even listen to this podcast, then hold up for a second because... One of the biggest learnings that I've had over the last couple of years is, is the better equipped you are with the tools and skills that I'm going to share with you today before having kids, the better equipped you will be than the majority of working parents. Why? Because obviously... If you don't have very optimized routines and habits in place at the moment, and then you are adding a child to the mix, it's going to be even harder. So one of the most inspiring clients that I had the pleasure to work with for the last three years is uh, someone that has a very, very successful career and decided to work with me three years ago and at the time wasn't a parent and over the last three years since we started working together she got married had a baby went on maternity leave and came back to work and it's been really really wonderful to obviously be part of that journey and that process because I learned so many things along the way as well I learned so much from my clients as well it's really really beautiful and we just talked about this fact actually that really what made the biggest difference for her was that she already had the habits and routines in place before adding that child to the mix of work work-life balance right um, taking care of a child taking care of your relationship and obviously taking care of yourself. So I am super excited to record this podcast episode for you today and I would say let's get started. Hi and welcome back to the Stressed Podcast. I am so excited that you are here today. Maybe you're sitting in the car listening to this podcast episode or you're going for a run or you're just walking in the neighborhood. Maybe you just sat down to really take some time to reflect and listen to me and maybe you even have a notebook next to you because you're ready 
for some information to be dropped and obviously to take some really important learnings away from the podcast today. No matter what you're doing, thank you so much for being here. I am so, so beyond grateful that you are here. Um, the podcast has just celebrated 100,000 downloads and I've been feeling really inspired to record these solo podcast episodes. You also gave me the feedback that you're really enjoying these, um, which makes me super happy. And as I mentioned already in the last podcast episode, where I talked a little bit more about my top learnings when I, my top learnings on how to start a business in 2023, is that I am so much more comfortable sitting here with you and to just chat with you really about the insights that I want to share with you as well. So yeah, so I would say let's just jump into top learning number one from coaching working parents. And the learning is planning is everything now more so than ever before. The most successful parents that I coach are the ones that have everything very planned out, structured, and are not afraid to maintain their boundaries. And those are obviously things that I always talk about if you have been following my podcast for a while or maybe you've been even been part of my um, program the peak performance method program you know I always talk about time management I always talk about setting boundaries and how to communicate them why well you know I always say there are so many tips out there and so much advice from nutritionists and physical therapists and from coaches and from doctors. And they say, you should eat well, you should exercise regularly, you should invest in your mindfulness and in your sleep. But I always say, how are you going to do all of these things if you feel like you never have enough time in the day to get everything done? Planning is everything. Time management is everything and that is a super, super important skill that you need to learn in order to be successful in life, not just in your professional life, but honestly also in your personal life. And just as a side note, I've been feeling honestly pretty busy as well with my own business over the last couple of weeks since coming back from Mexico and starting the new year. And I constantly sit down and plan. I, I would go crazy if I wouldn't do this because I just feel super overwhelmed in a way already, right? Um, and if I wouldn't sit down and write down all of the things that need to get done and then plan it accordingly, I would probably not sleep at night at the moment. Um, so this is really something that's been helping me so, so much maintain my own work-life balance and obviously has helped so many of my clients do the same. And you probably wonder now, okay, where do I start? So how do you start planning your day? The first question that I would like you to ask yourself is the question, what does your ideal day actually look like? I want you to dream a little. I want you to envision what would your day be like if you would have all the power in the world <laughs> and if also maybe I could flick a magic wand for you and say you can have exactly what you want to have. Why do we do this? Well, the reason is, is that there's obviously probably currently a gap between your current life and also your ideal life and we're trying to obviously get you closer and closer to that ideal 
day. That might not happen overnight. That might not even happen from one month to another. But all you can do is try. And what may seem impossible right now may be not so impossible anymore in six months or 12 months from now because you have been slowly taking little steps in order to get there. So first important question, what does your ideal day look like? Really sit down and do this exercise. This is so powerful and we rarely, rarely take the time to really dream and envision these things. And that's so important because, you know, sometimes we just sit here and there and think, I just wish my life would be different or I just wish I wouldn't feel so stressed. I feel, I wish I wouldn't feel so burnt out. I wish I would have, ha I wish I would have more things under control, right? All of these different things might go through your mind right now. And that is okay. I understand, but it's at the same time, not very helpful, right? It's not very helpful because, you know, it kind of brings you in this state of complaining and being maybe even upset about the current situation, but it's not going to help you move forward. So what does your ideal day look like? Then we are going to take small steps in order to get in that direction. So, you know, you could ask yourself once you have created that ideal day from the current state that you have at the moment, is one, what is the first one or two or three things, maximum, maximum three things that you can do in order to get closer to the, your ideal day? It could be, for example, that you are creating better calendar blocks on your calendar. And I want to talk a little bit about calendar management for a second. Again, as you know, if you have been following me for a while, you know that I am super duper um, passionate about calendar management because again, um, I, I and many other people honestly work through uh, kind of the visual field, right? We're looking at our calendars. I don't know how many times per day, probably 20, 30, 40, 50 times a day. And so it really helps to have a clean and clear calendar. If your calendar is currently super overloaded and every time you look at your calendar, you feel super overwhelmed, then I would highly encourage you to start making sure that you're creating room on your calendar. Ask yourself, what are my priorities? What do I need to delegate? Where do I just need to be really clear about Maybe that's not a super important for, important meeting for me and you can just, you know, you just need to have a chat, for example, with the meeting organizer to say, I'm going to step out of this meeting, right? All of these different things require time, they require action and they obviously require in some way also a little bit of courage <laughs> because I know that it can sometimes feel really uncomfortable to set these boundaries. So calendar blocks can be so helpful. And again, this is something that I teach my clients all the time. And here are a couple of calendar blocks um, that I have set up with clients in the past. Work from home versus in office, right? Most of you are working hybrid, which means a couple of days per week, you are sitting in your home office and a couple of weeks you're going into the office. So make sure that you're marking that already clearly on your calendar, not just for others, but also for yourself. The more clear you can be, I feel like visually on your calendar, I feel like the more you create more clarity within yourself as well. Another good 
calendar block is commute times. Make sure that you're putting on your calendar, if you're going to the office, how long it actually takes you and when you are not available. Pick up and drop off times for your baby are a really good calendar block to have for people to know when you're not available. Another one that is really important is obviously to create focus time for yourself. I have a client, for example, that says I need one to two days per week without meetings, number one. Number two, I also don't like meetings in the morning, so I'm only taking meetings in the in the afternoon and I obviously make a exception here and there or every other week I I alternate and I have maybe one um week one day per week for meetings in the morning but other than that there are really strict strict boundaries boundaries are super important another calendar block is being available for meetings I really love that one one of my personal favorites um for me it's really simple to organize this now because I have a Calendly link and people are not able to look into my calendar anymore and just block times off. But I obviously have just specific days and specific times per week available when people want to meet with me and chat with me because that is my boundary because I also have a million other things that I'm working on. So I need to make sure that I'm creating space um, for my for my focus time and obviously also for meeting times. And then finally, one thing that I always have on my calendar and that my calendar and that my clients usually have on their calendars as well is recharge times. Um, th those could include lunch blocks, um, exercise blocks, right? So maybe um, you're going for a run or for a walk or to the gym or to a class. So make sure that you're marking these things on your calendar as well. And then also what I like to do personally, and a lot of my clients do that too, is to have a morning block for 30 minutes and an evening block for 30 minutes to just have a minute of space to check the inbox, plan your day, write, write down your priorities, and then make sure that you know how your day is structured and obviously always kind of plan and manage your calendar. So planning is everything. It is so, so important that you have a specific goal in mind of what your ideal day should look like. And obviously that you start moving towards that and getting closer to that more and more so. And then obviously the second part of planning is everything is that you need to have really good boundaries in place as well to maintain that. So ask yourself, what are your non-negotiables? What do you need in order to show up as your best self at work and at home? So, you know, one thing that I always talk about with my clients is flexibility, because this is kind of the scary part, right? We can create an ideal day and we can have a, a couple of specific rules. But what if all of a sudden someone is coming along and is blocking time over our boundary or is um, having some kind of an emergency, right? Or what if your baby is getting sick and you need to unexpectedly leave the office much earlier, right? All of these things happen and it requires flexibility. And that's totally okay. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of today's podcast as well. But it is important that you are practicing setting boundaries. I have a lot of podcast 
podcasts, I think, on setting boundaries. And I also have a couple of different YouTube videos on setting boundaries. So if you are curious to learn a lot more about that specific topic, I highly encourage you to check that out. Um, and then if you have a partner, make also sure that you obviously have a common shared plan with your partner. If you don't have a partner, and I know, you know, I know a few um, women that are single parents, you know, then obviously in a way, maybe that's a little bit easier to manage because you don't have to coordinate with somebody else, but obviously you don't have that second pair of helping hands. And at the same time, if you do have a partner, make sure that you're planning together and that you're supporting and helping each other to create these different spaces. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment here as well. But um, planning is everything now more so than ever before for yourself and then also with your partner if you do have one. So that is my tip and my top learning number one. Again, I'm going to say this one more time because I think this is so, so important. The more my working parents and clients are planned, structured and disciplined, the better they are maintaining a good work-life balance and they're not burning out. It's obviously they're also going through phases and they also have their moments when things get really difficult and they also need to be incredibly flexible, but they have learned that there is a balance for everything. So planning is everything. Top learning number two, carving out time for yourself is crucial. Well, look at that. Isn't that surprising, right? <laughs> we are always talking about self-care and how important it is to take care of yourself and to make sure that you have times to recharge. <sighs> and I know it is so, so difficult, especially when you have kids. So a word on self-care. You can only show up as your best self if you take care of yourself. You might know this, but you might find it much more difficult to integrate. So I think one of the first things that I see when I'm working with people is, is that it is important that you're not feeling bad about putting yourself first and also that, it, that you shouldn't feel bad or guilty about getting help. And you should also not feel guilty or bad for getting a massage or going for a swim or going to a yoga class or just sitting for 30 minutes and not doing absolutely anything because I know that you are doing a lot all day long. Um, one of the moms that I just think of as I'm kind of talking through this is a mom actually here um, locally from Lake Tahoe that I was had the pleasure to work with for a couple of sessions. And she had two small toddlers and also a very important job. And one of the things that she told me that was so beautiful, honestly, that she told me when we were working together and we we're working through kind of the, the big question of, you know, what can she do to create that space to invest more in herself was that she really loved drawing and that she hadn't drawn um, in years and painted in years because she didn't have time for it. She just simply felt like she didn't have time for it. So what we actually did in our time together was that she found a space outside of her home to go to in order to draw and paint in peace for an hour a week or so or two hours a week. And she's still doing that. It's two years later. Um, she actually 
just sent me a wonderful card last year and sharing with me, you know, how much progress she's made and that it's still not always easy to manage her family um, and her job at the same time, but that it made such such a huge difference in her life to create that space for herself and to show up better for her partner and for her children as well. So here are a couple of other ideas and things that you can do in order to carve out time for yourself. I know that mornings are super, super hectic with kids, right? You have to get yourself ready. Um, the kids have to get ready. Then they have to get, uh, then they have to be dropped off to school or to kindergarten or to daycare or whatever. And it is super, super hard to find even just five minutes for yourself. So here is what I have established again with working with my clients. Um, so here are a couple of examples, right? So one of my clients, for example, has told me, you know, one of the things that I've been doing now consistently since we started working together, and that's also actually a client that I've been working on and off for the last two or three years, is that she has a glass of water every single morning while she's getting her kids ready. And she said, it's so silly and it's so small, but it makes me feel like I'm actually taking care of myself. Isn't that so beautiful, right? So really those little mini things can also just make you feel more supported. So it doesn't have to be big. It can be really, really tiny little steps at the beginning. So the big question is, where can you just find even five minutes for yourself? So here's another example. When you're getting finally ready to sit down for work, think about how was your morning Maybe it was very stressful, as it is for, for many working parents. Then just take a brief moment for yourself. Get a coffee, get a tea, not in a rushed way, in a mindful way, in, a, in an aware way to think this is my time and I'm going to take five deep breaths because you're with that obviously signaling your parasympathetic nervous system that you are in a safe space and you are reducing all of those high stress levels that you have already accumulated during the first few hours of the day. And again, you, you may feel more supported by yourself because at the end of the day, don't wait for other people to take care of you. I think this is also maybe something that a lot of us kind of just still keep, keep within us, right? We are waiting for our partner or someone to give us permission to do something, but that rarely happens. Let's be honest. So that's really important. Taking care of yourself, carving out time for yourself is absolutely crucial. And I want you to really now as you're listening to the podcast and our conversation, I want you to really think about what can I do? What am I already doing? Maybe you are already doing a few different things. Maybe you're not. So we can always improve. <laughs> we can always test out new things and we can always experiment around. So I want you to really ask yourself what can you do to carve out time for yourself in order to, yeah, just practice self-care and invest in yourself to make sure that you are the mom or dad that you want to be? That's tip number two. Tip number three, getting external help is okay. Also known as don't be afraid to ask for help. This is, again, commonly a conversation, regularly a conversation that I have with the people that I work with that have babies. Um, and not only those, honestly, I do usually have those conversations as well with people that don't have children. Because again, are there things that you can get support 
too. Is that is that the right way to say it? I don't know. Um, that sounded weird. But, um, you know, as I'm thinking about this, I am also getting a ton of help. I have cleaners for the house that are coming to every two to three weeks, right? I have obviously a lot of people that are supporting me in my business. I have an editor. I have a virtual assistant. I have a photographer. I have a designer. I have a ad specialist. I have an SEO specialist, right? I'm talking and working with a lot of different people because I have come to the realization that I can't do it all on my own. And that's exactly the same for you. If you are a working parent, really think about where do you need help? What are things that you're doing every day that you find super tiring, super annoying, um, and that you just don't really want to do anymore? Those could be things like cleaners, the interior designers, movers, parents to watch the baby or kids, um, someone that helps you with meal prep and cooking, someone that helps you with laundry, um, maybe babysitters, caretakers, or here's a really cool idea as well, mom supporting moms groups where each week another mom is watching the other one or two kids in order to create space for the other mom to take a deep breath and just take care of herself. This is a really wonderful idea that I have seen my sister do because she's a single mom as well. And so she has really wonderful friends and that also have kids. And so they alternate week by week in order to help each other have their kids play and then, you know, create space for the mom to practice self-care and have some time for herself. You know, those are all things that are possible. They are possible when you make them possible. When you think about it, when you plan it. Again, there's our planning again. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then you can basically create that space. And as you can already see, all of these three things are interconnected with each other, right? Because you obviously need to plan the, the help, <laughs> right? You need to plan when you need your kids to be taken care of by somebody else in order for you to practice self-care. So everything is interconnected and that's really, really, really important to realize as well that not one thing goes without the other. Um, delegation is important and again, I think that goes to say the same as I actually already said for carving out time for yourself. Don't feel bad to ask for help. Don't feel guilty that you can't do it all on your own. It's okay. You're not the only one. If you have a successful career, it is okay to ask for help. If you feel like you don't have a successful career, it is okay to ask for help in order to have that successful career or move closer to that successful career if that is important for you. And you obviously need to make this decision for yourself on where you are and if you are leaning in or if you're leaning out. So those are all things, again, you know, that I regularly talk about with my clients and that I see make a huge difference in their lives. Top learning number four, every day is different and accepting that is big. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't plan. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be structured. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't take at least five minutes to practice self-care and to even just have a glass of water or a stretch or a coffee or a deep breath because those are all really important things to obviously maintain your own health and well-being. So there are still moments 
and moments are okay because that is life. We are none of us has a perfect life. We are all going through ups and downs. You know, emotionally, professionally, personally, there are so many different things going on, moving and relationships um, falling apart or, you know, just fights in the family, um, promotions, layoffs, reorgs, um, what else? Um, so many different things, right? Life is just constantly changing and the better you are at change and the more resilient you can get to change the better you can manage it so there are still moments and moments are okay that's life but the question is will that bring you down and how long will that bring you down right because oftentimes what i see is that people get really discouraged when they are seeing when when something is getting in their way right um that, that uh, and again <laughs> If you're listening and you're not a parent, you can totally relate to this one as well because, you know, life is always happening no matter if you have children or not. Of course, it is a little bit more tricky to organize that when you have children and a family. But we all know that life is getting in the way and the big question always is, will that bring you down and how long will that bring you down will you accept that failure and just accept that maybe your life is that way right which is also a certain belief system and a fixed mindset or do you say wow here is another opportunity for me to grow here's another opportunity for me to develop a couple of more skills and new habits in order to feel more supported the next time this is happening Every day is different and the only thing that you can do is to try your best no matter what that looks like for you that given day. And structure and planning certainly help with that and self-care certainly helps with that, okay? But this is hopefully a really powerful reminder for you that it is absolutely okay that every day is different and that, you know, things are happening that you haven't been able to plan before, right? Um, but it shouldn't let you it shouldn't let you stop from taking these actions and taking these these steps, right? Because it is still a really good practice and because time management will always be essential, setting boundaries will always be essential, and self-care will always be essential in order to support yourself in your day-to-day. And make sure that you are maintaining a really good work-life balance, no matter if it is for yourself or for your whole family with, with your kids. And, um, you know, here, another little side note. I'm actually um, just started a new course on psychological trust and safety on Teams. I'm super, super excited to do this course and certification. Um, it's with the Brain-Based Leadership Institute. And I... If you, again, if you have been following me for a while, you know I love neuroscience. It is so powerful to understand how your brain works and why you feel tired, why you feel triggered, why you are in these automated processes. And it is so hard to um, to change, right? And to, to, to make conscious decisions to act differently to what you have been doing before. So let me take you on a little excerpt of the things that I've just got refreshed in my own memory and brain things that I have known before but things that I just read about again in my my learning material for this class there are two 
two main parts of your brain that you should know about. There's obviously your automatic brain. Um, it is your amygdala that is processing in emotions and also your amygdala that is responsible for the fight or flight response. So that's that little part of the brain that gets triggered, right? Emotion is processed and when you are feeling threatened, boom, right? Fight or flight response is triggered. You are in your sympathetic nervous system state. All of your main bodily functions are reduced to minimum functionality and you are starting to be in this kind of, you know, heightened level of stress um, in order to make sure to stay safe because this is how our bodies from an evolutionary perspective were designed to do. They kept us safe. Then there's this beautiful other part, the frontal part of your brain, or it is sitting in the frontal part of your brain, and it's called the prefrontal cortex. You might have heard about this part of the brain before as well. And the brief prefrontal cortex is really the new brain. It is. It requires a lot more energy. It requires a lot more focus. And it is hard to for the prefrontal cortex to be in that state for a long period of time, which is why we need regular breaks. The prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that makes you you. The prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that helps you be creative. The prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that helps you to plan. It helps you to organize yourself. It helps you to go exercise. It helps you to create these habits. But the prefrontal cortex has just a limited amount of energy. It requires a lot of energy and it has just limited amounts of that. So obviously it goes back to how can you support your brain? There are three, four important parts, nutrition, exercise, training, and sleep, also known as N-E-T-S, NETS. And again, when are you going to do that if you already feel like you have never enough time in a day to get everything done? So the next time you feel tired, it is a sign from your prefrontal cortex that it needs a break. The next time you're going back into this automated rhythm of not planning, not taking care of yourself, um, having negative thoughts, it is your automated behavioral processes in the back part of your brain that are taking over. Um, and so it is kind of constantly a struggle between almost the good and the evil, right? The amygdala that is constantly getting hijacked because, because it's seeing threat everywhere. And here's the thing, the more stressed you are, the more your amygdala is getting hijacked and hijacked and hijacked and hijacked. And the more and more emotional and irritated and aggressive you will, you will behave and react. And the more the prefrontal cortex is there to kind of, you know, um, uh, I'm looking for the right word. I'm not gonna find. I'm not gonna find it. I think right now. But uh, <laughs> the the prefrontal cortex is trying to to bring you back to to kind of that balanced state, but it hasn't doesn't have that much energy. So you need to make sure that you're supporting your prefrontal cortex. So your brain, really, oh, so powerful, so cool. Such a, I mean, such a wonderful thing. You know, to have because it is designed so well. Um, and the next time, give yourself as well some grace. <laughs> um, when you feel like your amygdala has taken over again, again, and you've moved back into those automated processes, because 
there are so many things that you're doing throughout the day. You're bombarded with information and data throughout the day that you just need to have a lot of automated processes in place in order to support you. But obviously, some of these automated processes might not be the best automated processes. They may be bad habits, which is why we are trying to create new habits. And you need to have the prefrontal cortex triggered and activated for that and you need to make sure that you're taking care of it so happy to share more about that and i will certainly do as i'm going through this program as well and through the certification but i find it really helpful to know what is happening in your brain and why things are sometimes so hard to change right um so those are my four big takeaways and learnings from coaching working parents let me summarize number one Planning is everything now more so than ever before. Number two, carving out time for yourself is crucial. Number three, getting external help is okay. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And number four, every day is different and accepting that is huge. That's all I wanted to share with you in today's podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you have been thinking of someone that would really benefit from the information that I shared with you today. I would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast episode with them so they can feel supported as well and they can start learning the necessary tools and skills and routines as well in order to feel supported, better supported in their own lives. And if you have never checked out my social media, why don't you come by to my Instagram account at Julia Arndt Coaching and you leave me a comment about today's podcast episode and let me know what was your biggest takeaway from today's podcast episode. I love this community and I love to hear, you know, what is resonating with you, what is still difficult for you, how can I still support you. You know, I am really here to serve you. I'm sitting down every week to record these podcast episodes because I really hope that they will help you to change your life to the better, that they that all of these tips and insights will finally bring you to take action. And that's really the biggest difference between the people that are successful in these endeavors and the ones that are not so successful. It's really about taking action. So the first action that I recommend you to take today is to sit down and ask yourself the question, what does your ideal day look like, both at work and in your personal life? And then let's see how you can get closer to that state. All right, my dear. Thank you so much for listening or watching this podcast episode today. I'm so grateful for you. I wish you all the best. I hope you feel supported. I'm sending you lots of positive energy and I am here for you. So if you have any questions for me, you can always reach out to me as well. You'll find all of the information in the show notes. So I hope to hear you on the next podcast episode really soon. Take care and talk to you. Thank you.